The mission of Stoughton Hospital is to provide safe, quality health care with exceptional personalized service. We want to be your trusted resource for health information. It's time for Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Do you wake up feeling as if you've not gotten a good night's sleep? Do people sometimes tell you that you snore loudly? Well, it could be sleep apnea, and there is help. My guest is Dr. Jacqueline Nelson. She's the director of the Stoughton Hospital Sleep Disorders Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nelson. So tell us a little bit about some of the symptoms that would signal somebody has a sleep disorder. Thank you for that introduction. Probably some of the main symptoms of sleep apnea include loud or frequent snoring. Um, I often get told by patients that uh, bed partners um, are requesting that they leave the bedroom or the bed partner themselves will leave the bedroom because of the snoring, uh, choking, gasping, arousals while you're sleeping, uh, something else you might not think of as being associated with sleep apnea is our mor- morning headaches. Um, and then also there's often associated daytime sleepiness with sleep apnea, uh, Trouble concentrating is another uh, big issue because obviously we all know what it's like not to sleep well at night or not to get enough sleep, and you know how difficult it is to to focus and concentrate the next day. So those are some of the um, symptoms that people will complain of. Does someone with sleep apnea know that they're having these issues in the night, or do they wake up with these symptoms and not quite sure why? Both. Okay, sometimes I think people do know. Um, Sometimes they're in denial uh, or they think it's attributable to something else. Um, And then there are times when people are totally unaware. And sometimes I get histories that are, are, you know, I'm not sure that this person could have sleep apnea and I get the sleep study back and they've got severe sleep apnea. And so, um, you know, and they, they were just unaware that that was going on, especially if they live alone. What do you do to determine if somebody has sleep apnea? If they come to you complaining of daytime fatigue or their partner says they snore very loudly or they know that they have these symptoms, how do you diagnose it? And if we're talking about sleep studies, do people actually get a good night's sleep at those? Sure. Um, So taking uh, the first question, in order to diagnose sleep apnea, you really do have to do a a sleep study. And uh, in terms of whether or not you get a good night's sleep, um, you know, in reality, it may not be quite like the sleep you have at home. It may take you a little bit longer to fall asleep, for example. But in the end, almost always we get enough data uh, or enough sleep to make the diagnosis, and that's really what's important. What about home sleep tests? Are those available too? Home sleep testing is available, uh, not through Stoughton Hospital, uh, uh, and I think that you've got to be careful with home sleep testing. I know that some uh, insurers these days really are pushing toward that route, and I think it's very appropriate for the patient who almost certainly has sleep apnea. However, not everybody presents like that walking through the door. I know they have sleep apnea. Uh, 
And so in those cases, when I'm unsure whether or not somebody has sleep apnea or if there are a lot of associated um, uh, cardiac or, uh, in, term, uh, in other words, heart-related issues or lung-related issues, the diagnosis is, is more complicated. And in those patients in whom I'm not sure they have sleep apnea or if they have a lot of associated uh, medical issues, often home testing is just not the way to go. Before we talk about therapies and help for those with sleep apnea, are there some things that you would like to recommend for behavior modification or even possibly prevention, some complementary things people can do on their own to help control the problems they might have? Uh, Are we talking directly about sleep apnea or just about sleep in general? Well, about sleep apnea, you know, is does losing weight help? Is there any sure. myth about diet or alcohol at night? Sure. So um, definitely uh, weight makes a difference. Um, I see sleep apnea as being an interaction of the throat structure. Uh, some people are more prone to or at risk for sleep apnea than others. It's also... Um, weight-related, and it's also age-related. And by age-related, I mean that if, um, uh, well, let me restate that. So as we get older, okay, say after 50, we start to lose tissue tone, and a lot of that tissue in the back of the throat becomes floppy. And so that also makes you more at risk to close off your airway. So again, those three factors. Uh, the anatomy of your throat, uh, weight, and age are, I think, probably the three primary factors which interact. And um, so uh, clearly, weight is the one modifiable factor that we have, correct? We have tried um, uh, modifying the throat structure, and in general, um, that was not very successful. All those studies were done in the 90s, and it can be somewhat beneficial, but it's generally in the long run not going to solve the problem. So weight loss definitely can help. Um, And as far as age, there's not much we can do about that, is there? No, not really. Now, therapies. What do you do for someone that you've diagnosed, you've done a sleep study, you've said, yes, you have sleep apnea. What's your first line of defense, and how do you make sure that they adhere to what it is you prescribe? In general, for most people who have sleep apnea, I'm going to be recommending uh, CPAP or continuous positive airway pressure, which is a machine uh, that is going to blow just room air in through a a tube and a mask um, to keep your airway open at night. And uh, these days, machines uh, are sophisticated enough that they keep... uh, data on whether or not you're having breathing events, Uh, with this mask, is it leaking, Um, how much are you using the machine, so we get a lot of data from machines, and that's how we track therapy, and and oftentimes can alert us to uh, problems going on that the patient may or may not be aware of. Um, So in addition to weight loss, in addition to... uh, CPAP therapy, sometimes it's appropriate for, for people to use positional therapy if their sleep apnea is only occurring on their back, for instance. 
positional therapy is most often um, done by asking a patient to get a fanny pack, fill it full of tennis balls, and turn it around so that the pack is actually uh, between the shoulder blades, so that if you roll onto your back, it's going to be very uncomfortable. Well, that's certainly also the partner's job. You always see in the movies people pushing over their partner and exactly. rolling them over so that they stop snoring. So that there's there's actually some truth to that. Why don't you just in this last minute, if you would, please, Dr. Nelson, give the listeners your best advice about sleep apnea, how to determine if they have it and why they should come to Stoughton Hospital to see you and get help for their sleep disorder. First of all, uh, clearly very clearly, not getting good sleep, um, and especially if you have sleep apnea, it, it, it affects all of your health. We think of sleep apnea as um, it's a, it causes high blood pressure, and it's associated with strokes and heart attacks, uh, sudden death at night, heart failure, a couple of other things, as well as, as uh, some comorbidities like uh, diabetes, depression, cancer, dementia, all these things we wouldn't even associate with being uh, with a sleep problem. And those are all associations with sleep apnea. So if you think you have a sleep problem uh, like sleep apnea or if you're not sleeping well and you're not even sure why, there is help. I'm happy to evaluate you and uh, determine whether or not a sleep study is indicated and then um, go from there to help you with your sleep problems, whether they be sleep apnea or, or anything else actually related to sleep. Thank you so much. You sound like an amazing physician. You're listening to Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. For more information, you can go to stoughtonhospital.com. That's stoughtonhospital.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. 